Q&A with uh, Jalen Petrie earlier today. Got to listen to, uh, after the luncheon, hit the road back and caught the last, uh, about the last half of the Baylor softball game on the broadcast with Dan Ingham. And Dan joins us now from Salt Lake City. Uh, Three-nothing Baylor lost to Ole Miss. Dan, uh, hits were few and far between. Uh, that sixth inning uh, uh, opportunity looked like the best of the day, but Baylor uh, shut out and falls in their tournament opener. Yeah, just three hits all day, John. And and the reality is, you know, Ole Miss got a couple timely hits and Baylor didn't. That was the difference in the ballgame. Baylor had a lot of hard hit balls that didn't turn into hits. But at the end of the day, Ole Miss came up with the big RBI triple and a two-run homer, and that was the difference. And, you know, when you have two pretty even teams, it it doesn't take much. And so just this is kind of one of those games you kind of tip your cap to the other team and, and, and move on to tomorrow, you know. Yeah, that was tough. I mean, the pitching, though, pitching wasn't really bad, was it? Casey West and then uh, Riley Crandall. Yeah, Casey West struggled with control early on, and I think that's what led to that two-run homer. She was getting behind in the counts, hit a batter, uh, and then got that two-run homer. But then Riley did a good job in relief, really. She kept, I mean, when, you know, when you're down 2 nothing like that, just keep us in the game. Let, let our offense find a way to get us back in this game. Uh, just it couldn't happen today. But pitching's not the reason Baylor lost this game today by any means. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you think it is uh, offensively with this team? I mean, it's it's similar to their loss to Iowa State in the Big 12 tournament. They got enough runs, uh, you know, to sweep Texas just before that. But what do you think it's been offensively the last couple of games? That's a really good question. I mean, so today I think they weren't taking advantage of some of the situations, I think, too. I think that there were a few times where – uh, third baseman's playing back, and they get a, get down a good bunt, and they get a base hit, uh, and that happened two or three times today. Uh, if those three, if you convert a couple of those, then maybe a rally gets started, and, and things start to move along. Because this team is good at manufacturing runs too, frankly. Uh, led the Big Twelve in stolen bases and sacrifices. So uh, when you when you don't get that hit, and then maybe you strike out instead of instead of laying down that bunt, uh, it, it, you know you, you're not able to even give your chance, give yourself a chance to start a rally and get a couple people on base when someone like a Shailen Govan comes up. So um, it's little things like that that I think Glenn Moore would tell you that you know, if we can fix those little things, this offense can get rolling again. You painted the picture well in that sixth inning. Uh, Baylor had a couple on, and a second and third, two in scoring position. Shailen Govan coming to the plate and kind of thought, all right, this could be it here. I mean, she could tie the game with one swing of the bat, but good move on Ole Miss's part to walk her at that point, and then they got the I third mean, out after after that. And listen, Sidney Coyazos is the second leading hitter on this team, but if first base yeah. is open and someone who can tie the game with one swing of the bat to play, I'm not pitching to him, you know. And so I, I yeah. after the first pitch, it was about three feet out. I was like, they're not going to. They're not going to give her a pitch, and they didn't. It was one of the, you know, she didn't stand up. It was an intentional walk, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, what was? Uh, don't know if you visited with Coach Moore or any of the coaches. What was their message to the team after this game, moving forward? You know, I talked to Glenn, and you know, Glenn is not one of those guys who gets real down uh, after a loss. And to this team's credit, they have not been like that this year. They've never lost one or two losses turn into three or four or five. Um, they were, you know, the team, they kind of had the attitude, man, we just kind of, we didn't catch any breaks today. And they did. And that's, it was, you know, it wasn't like making excuses kind of thing. Just they're not down in the dumps. And I, you get the vibe that they're going to be ready to go tomorrow, whoever we play, whether it be Southern Illinois or Utah. 
Gotcha. And you would think you would think Southern Illinois, but you, you never know. I mean, Utah's yeah. the number one seed there, so you would think Southern Illinois. Uh, they're playing right now. You have any idea how that game is going right now? I don't because I just I, I'm in the lobby of our hotel. I just left the, the coaches. I got you. Okay. All back, they're all back at the hotel at uh, the stadium scouting. Uh, the rest of us came back to the hotel here, so I'm not sure. It, it's probably just underway. Uh, sure. For a packed house there. They're going to have a big old crowd for that game there. Yeah, what's that setting like there at their softball stadium? It's really cool. It's a neat setting. I mean, the, the stadium itself seats about a thousand or so, but they have a huge berm along the, mo- the majority of the outfield where they're going to have about a thousand folks out there. It's just you kind of bring your own uh, picnic blanket and set up out there. I think kind of the end zone at, at uh, McLean Stadium has that same vibe yeah. to it all along the outfield. It, it's a really, I got to say, it's a really cool setup. And it doesn't hurt that there's mountains in the background and it's, you know. Yeah. 75 degrees and uh, not a cloud in the sky. So it, it's uh, it was it's a really cool place, and you can tell they're fired up for their softball team. They uh, haven't hosted in, in six years, and uh, they just won the Pac-12 tournament over the number two overall seed UCLA. They beat them in the championship game, so um, they they've got a lot of folks fired up about their team right now. Yeah, very good. Pretty cool setting. Dan Ingham is with us from Salt Lake City, Called uh, has called Baylor softball all year and uh, did so today, their tournament opener in the NCAA regional in Salt Lake City, a 3-0 Baylor loss to Ole Miss. Um, and pitching-wise, you know, Baylor is, uh, you know, shorthanded there just with yeah. uh, Dari Orm's situation and Leah Benford has been out for a while. But now you drop into the loser's bracket and you're, you know, you basically you're assured you're going to have to play at least one more game than if you'd skated through in the winner's bracket. So that just presses that uh, pitching even more. Yeah, I mean, obviously it goes without saying the margin for error is very small in terms of wins or losses, but it also is in the same way of pitching because, you know, you, you, know, you want to go win tomorrow and you, in an ideal situation you use one pitcher and, and whoever we go yeah. with tomorrow – uh, against either whether it's Illinois or Utah. That way you, you want to, you're trying to set yourself up to try and win this regional still. That's still the goal here. Uh, and so it's just you're going to have to uh, you have to piece it together. However, again, Ava may have to come in and pitch some too. But the reality is it's going to be Casey West and uh, uh, Riley Crandall who are going to you know get the majority of those innings, and, and we need them to, to produce for us. And they've done that this year. It's not like we haven't seen them get big wins and in big spots against good teams. So it's, it's not out of the realm of possibility by any means. Dan, what about the altitude there? There's always talk about that, you know, when you go that way. Uh, did you see that as any kind of factor at all? You know, some of the girls mentioned when they were working out yesterday they could feel it a little bit. Um, I looked at, I think the altitude is like 4,000 something. So it's not quite like a Denver, but it's certainly higher. Okay. And it, one thing you can tell, the ball does carry more. I mean, it is a big – it's the biggest ballpark I've been to. It's 235 to straightaway center, uh, 225 down the line. But that's because of the uh, the altitude. But it's still a pretty good hitter's right. part because of that. Um, and when you yeah. get those huge gaps, if you drop one in there, you know, a double turns into a triple real quick. Um, but I don't think it affects the game. I, I just don't think – uh, now I will say that the, the you know that the training staff has had them hydrating up quite a bit. That's one thing you do. You see them all carrying around bottles of water uh, since they've been up here, and they they have them drinking lots of water because you do get dehydrated quicker uh, in high altitude apparently. So, but I, I don't think it's a factor. I really don't. I got you. Will you stay hydrated also? All right. 
I will. That's important for the broadcaster too, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's exactly right. Hey, uh, interesting travel. Uh, the team went out there on Wednesday. You came on Thursday, and uh, you had a travel partner on the team. Tell us about that. I did. So City Koyazos, who, if you haven't spent any time with her, because I got to spend quite a bit with her yesterday, more on that in a minute, but <laughs> she's, she's awesome. She is the true student athlete. She's a four-point student at Baylor. She's pre-med. She took the MCAT, and, you know, people are like, why would you oh, take gosh. it now? Well, you've got to take it by a certain point to start applying this summer, and all the other testing sessions were on Saturdays during the spring. Well, she's pretty busy on a lot of Saturdays. Right. <laughs> so she took that for about eight hours. It's an eight-hour oh. exam. And then we flew out together at about 6.30 in Waco. We get to DFW Airport, and we our flight was supposed to leave at 10.30, and then they say, hey, guess what? There's a crack in the windshield. And that uh, oh. they don't like to fly with planes <laughs> like that, apparently. And so after Good about call. a two, two, two-and-a-half-hour delay, we landed here about 3 a.m. <laughs> and, oh, and, uh, man. Yes. Yeah, I think oh, it's harder on her. I'm 44, so you know, I, a 21 year old can bounce back real quick, you know. But uh, she, she she was fine. She says she's going to take a long nap now. But I mean that an eight hour exam. I can't even imagine. And then the next day, go play in the NCAA tournament. She's a pretty special student athlete, and I spent a lot of time with her, just getting to know her, just <laughs> waiting in the in the airport yesterday. She's a very impressive young woman. That's an, that's a great story. That's great. All right. Well, smooth uh, travels and clear skies from here on. And good luck the rest of the weekend. Thanks for visiting with us. No problem. Thanks a lot, John. Appreciate it. All right, Dan. All right, thanks. Dan Ingham calls the games uh, for us. Baylor Sports Network from Learfield for Baylor Softball. Again, a 3-0 loss to Ole Miss today. They will play the loser of the game that's uh, underway right now. Aaron, if you can find a website that might have that game that score check on that uh it's utah and uh southern illinois that is maybe just underway like dan said but let me know if you've got a score there uh, baylor the first of four big 12 schools to get in action in the ncaa regional oklahoma state the number six overall seed uh, started at three o'clock they are playing uh, maryland baltimore county the uh, cowgirls hosting in stillwater that game's on espn plus and then coming up at the top of the hour, two other Big 12 schools in action. Top seed and two-time defending national champion Oklahoma opens against Hofstra. Uh, how does Hofstra feel? Hey, you're in the NCAA tournament. Hey, you're going to Norman. And uh, <laughs> that is the opener for the Sooners. That's at 4 o'clock, and it's on ESPNU if you want to keep track there. And then Texas, the number 13 overall seed, they are uh, hosting as well in Austin. They're opening against Seton Hall. That comes up at 4 o'clock this afternoon, and that will be on the Longhorn Network. So those are the other Big 12 schools that are in action. Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, Texas hosting Baylor in Salt Lake City.